Welcome to Three Little Things, a natural health podcast. We've created this space to help you positively navigate the world of holistic and natural well-being, where each week we will explore something new and dive into a diverse range of holistic health topics from all walks of life. As chiropractors, we're equally passionate about helping educate, share and empower you on your well-being journey. Created with you in mind, Three Little Things aims to bring you digestible topics and applicable tools and strategies to help you grow, thrive and live well. So let's dive in. Well, welcome back to the Three Little Things podcast. Um, We've had a little bit of a break, so it's exciting to be back behind the mic. Um, And today's episode, or the next few episodes really, are going to be a little bit different because I am missing my co-host, which is actually kind of sad. Um, But Lily is off traveling around Australia, seeing and experiencing some wonderful things. So you have me solo, but I have lined up a couple of guests as well as a couple of solo episodes to really get back in or to dive back into another season of Three Little Things podcast. Um, We love this podcast and it's a wonderful space for us to be able to share popular topics or particular topics that people in our network and in our community in practice have been asking us to talk about, to learn a little bit more about, but also I guess touching topics that maybe aren't so popular and aren't covered in, say, mainstream media, which is a nice little segue into today's topic, which is cool. I'm mainstream. You're mainstream, are you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Oh, maybe I'm not. Well, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, Arch? (laughs) I think our guests are pretty used to you by now. I'm mainstream on this podcast. Yeah, you are. This is what, episode three? Episode three. Yeah. Um, Look, Archie's an easy guest to have back. Everybody loves him. Everyone thinks he's funny. I live with you. He lives with me, so he's very easy to tie down and put on an episode. Tie so, down? Oh Arch, my goodness. For those um, who haven't listened yet, yeah. tell us a little bit about who you are. First of all, do listen to the other episodes. Um, but I'm an exercise physiologist. I work on Northern Beaches at a private clinic called Rebound Health. Uh, basically, an exercise physiologist. I help people uh, with injuries, disabilities, and medical conditions. Uh, with exercise and movement rehab back to doing what they want to do with their life uh and as a side gig i just guest on random people's podcasts <laughs> yeah you do i'm just trying to think of what we titled your other podcasts uh, one, there was one on exercise and adhd yep and there was also one on exercising uh like across the lifespan so that's right adolescents and elderly yeah and we broke down some myths around strength oh, yeah, training myths. Myths and of strength training that's yep, what it was that's called that's it I will pop the links to those particular ones in our show notes so people can go back and listen to them again, or they can listen to it for the first time if they haven't yet. So welcome back, Arch, and thank Thank you you very much for joining me so I didn't have to talk to the microphone by myself for half an hour. In our bedroom. (laughs) It's it's wonderful. (laughs) So today's topic, I think it's going to be, I think what's quite cool is it's probably going to be more of a discussion-based. So a little bit of a disclaimer, we're going to talk about social media and its influence on our health-promoting behaviours, basically. Um, its effects, positive and negative, a little bit. And we're going to, I guess, dive into how to create a filter around social media, specifically talking about how it might impact our exercise, as an example of a health-promoting behaviour. But a disclaimer, I guess, you know, Archie and I, whilst we're both health professionals, neither of us are experts in social media and neither of us are going to give you the complete framework or the answers on how to distinguish between the good and the bad on social media. Mm. But what I hope that we can give you in this episode is, I guess, a bit of an awareness and a perspective on how to look at your social media a little bit differently than what you might be looking at it at the moment. I think that's very well put. Even though 
I do have like 200 followers on my <laughs> EP Instagram. That's Archie.Riches.EP. And I have a viral video on there with like 15,000 views. What's no, the video? Uh, you'll have to watch it and find out. <laughs> Because I want Should those extra views. Put it in the show notes. <laughs> in the show. <laughs> I, wonder how many, I wonder how many views you could get. Can you... I just put all of my posts in the show notes? Sure. Great. I mean... Cool. Um, no, but it's... We are not experts. That is correct. Yeah. As much as I'd like to be. Well, we, we're experts and qualified in our fields, but... Not yeah, on social not, media. Not on social media. Definitely not. Um, and I guess that, you know, is a point that we'll make later is, you know, being able to... Um, work out who is and who isn't qualified on social media to be giving out advice but we'll get into that i'm right? on we're, we're both on social media a lot we are and we're both on like health related social media a lot as well so i think that does leave us reasonably qualified to talk about um the the kind of health advice that you do see mm. uh on social media facebook instagram these kind of things because you see a lot you do see a lot you do yeah you do. So I guess I was doing a little bit of um, research, I guess, on this topic and, and more out of interest to see what actual literature was out there in regard to social media, its use and how it might affect our health, just to kind of start us off with tonight's episode. So I wanted to share just two studies in particular that I found that I thought were quite interesting and I think open up a bit of an awareness and perspective to what social media or the effect it has on us um, in a broader sense. So the first one aimed to look at the different levels of use of social media. So that more sort of higher use versus medium use versus really low use mm. and what the correlations might picked up, might have picked up. And it, they wanted to look at um, what that related to in terms of our health behaviors. And what, what it basically summarized as was social media use, regular social media use every day was associated with reinforced health behaviors from both extremes of good and bad. And so what it looked at was that there was, in some cases, positive correlation mm. and in some cases, a negative correlation. Mm. So they began to, I guess, open up discussion questions on, well, why is that? Um, you know, what led to the good and what led to the bad, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so they, they summarized or they concluded by saying that medium intensity use was associated with higher levels of physical activity, but it also correlated with lower levels of sleep. So interesting, right? That's what a good we, and a bad. What are we saying is medium intensity use? They, I didn't write down the specific numbers, but they did give hours. Um, okay. So I can pop the link to the article in the show notes. Yeah. But it was basically like a time frame of like, I'm pretty sure it was like four to four to six hours yeah. was medium use. That makes sense. Low to was one to three and then high was anything above eight. Per day? Per day. Just shocking. Yeah, it is shocking. Absolutely shocking. But I think most of us would be surprised by how much we, you know, if you use your little... Uh, oh, thing that's, on your that's iPhone where you, can, part of the you week can go and have a look at your screen time. You, yeah. <laughs> tells you what kind of um, week you've had, how busy you've been at work. I think <laughs> people would be by, surprised yeah. by how many, like, you know, it, it accumulates every, you know, if you just scroll for a couple of minutes, that does accumulate over the day. Yeah. How many notifications you look at, that kind so of thing. So it was interesting to see that, you know, both a high level, a low level or a medium level can have these influences on our healthy behaviors and what we choose to then do. Hmm. The second study, which was a Singapore-based study from 2020, um, aimed to explore the effect, positive or negative, of, of Instagram specifically on our health and more specifically on our mental and emotional health and how that impacted our physical health. Hmm. So that kind of correlation between what our mental health state is doing and that relation then to our physical health based on our social media use. Hmm. 
And that data revealed that more frequent Instagram use was associated with a higher level of social comparison and lower self-esteem with higher anxiety. And that then led to less healthy habits and behaviors. So less exercise, poorer quality sleep, and less um, good, I guess, so um, inadequate nutrition choices, right. basically. So, so summarizing that, it's like more Instagram use led to poor mental health outcomes, which led to poor physical health outcomes. Yeah, cool. exactly. That makes sense. Um, which I guess was just a bit of an insight or a bit of a like, here we go, this is what the research is kind mm. of saying, so we could get into tonight's topic. I guess, um, well, based off just those stats of what they're considering medium or moderate intensity social media use being like four to six hours, mm. which is a ridiculous amount of your day. Like yeah. that's a quarter of your day. Yeah. Um, then it makes sense, right, that there would be a lot of health advice on there because it's the easiest place to access people and yeah. market to people um, and get your content in front of them because that's the thing they're looking at the most. Like people aren't watching that many hours of TV anymore. Mm. Most people don't watch ads on mm. anything anymore. They've either got YouTube Premium or an ad blocker and then they have the streaming services that they pay for just to avoid ads. So then it's like, okay, so how can we get content in front of people that is not through the, the classic means. So it's not yeah. in a newspaper. Yeah. It's not even on TV anymore. So where is it? And it's on social media. Mm. Um, and that's not necessarily a problem. No. That's but great. it's, it's I guess, what that information is that can be the problem. Totally. Yeah. So I think what I'd like to talk about to start is uh, having an awareness uh, of what social media health advice is. Mm hmm and what the motives are behind it, and then how to kind of filter, um, put through your own filter what you think is good advice, uh, what you think is bad advice, and then how will you actually uh, decide whether to implement the advice you see, and how do you decide which stuff to just scroll past and, mm. and not think twice about. And I guess you and I you know, a qualified health practitioner, so maybe have a better filter for some of those things than mm. than others. Mm. So where where do people start with that? How do people know what the motives are behind social media or behind some of the information that they might come across? And how do we start to filter through that? Totally. Well, I'll start here, and that is that health professionals and people who are putting health advice on social media are doing it for a reason. Mm. They're not doing it for, or generally speaking, they're not just doing it for the good of society. You know, mm. there's generally a motive there. And that motive could be a couple of things. It could be spruiking uh, a course or something that they offer that they want you to be interested in. It could be in support of a product mm. that they want you to buy. It could be in support of a service or a business that they work at. Um, it could be in service for um, a particular technique or profession or uh, something that they do like that, right? Mm. So you just have to be aware of uh, people aren't just posting health advice on social media for, for free health advice. Mm. There's generally a reason why they have started to do it. Mm -hmm. yeah? There are a couple out there, and you know, I'm sure it's more than a couple where people do it. I'm just going to do this um, for, for the good of society. But people's time is money and mm. they're putting time into making these posts and these stories and these reels and these TikToks. So what are they getting from it? 
So you just have to think about that. Mm. So have that in the back of your mind when you are reading posts and when you are following people and taking on health advice from social media. And it's like, why are they putting mm. this out here? That's a really good place to start. So in terms of actually working out um, what is their motive, well, you've got to start by reading the post properly. Don't just read the slide. Mm. Like if you just read the, the five big eye-catching words or the, the, the first two seconds of a TikTok or something and go, oh, wow, great, look at that. That fits perfectly with my bias and now I'm going to take that on board. It's like, well, hold up. Start by reading the whole post. Mm. Don't stop. Don't just scroll past and go, sweet, that was awesome advice. Start by reading the whole post. Then after you've read the whole post, go on to that person's uh, page. page if you are interested in it. Mm. If you're not, don't go onto their page because then they're going to come up more in your feed. <laughs> um, but if you are interested, go onto their page and actually see who that person is that's posting. Yeah. See if they do uh, like offer a course or sell a product or look at their other posts as well and see what they are posting about in their other posts. And if it's all really good or seems really nice advice and there's no salesiness there's no nothing like that and it's like okay cool maybe yeah. this is looking a bit better and i think there's a fine line too right because whilst yes you want to have a look and you want to understand what potentially their motive is mm. it doesn't necessarily mean that every single course or every single service or product is a bad thing no either, no right it Absolutely. just takes a filter to mm. look through and go you know what what is the information and what mm. is the balance between their motive and their intention mm. and the product and the service or and the information that they're giving mm. and then how do I look further into this yeah absolutely. um so I like I don't want to create or for this to sound like every single if someone's selling a course then it's then it's the wrong information no of course but it should give you an idea of does this person have uh like a monetary reason to be putting this information out there mm. and if they are that's fine but just have that in your mind when you're doing this yeah i think that's really really important super important but it doesn't necessarily immediately distinguish between whether it's false or no, of course not informative information of course not yeah yeah if someone's offering uh, a product or a service that's paid for it can also give them some uh form of expertise yeah Correct. As opposed to a random person who's literally never posted anything health yeah. related and they just chuck it on Instagram um, and go, this is really good advice. It's like, whoa, hold up. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. So to add to kind of your couple of steps that you've just given there mm. is, you know, read the whole post, have a look at the entire piece of content that they've delivered, mm. go onto their page, have a look at what they might be producing, whether mm. that's more content, a course, etc. Mm. And thirdly, I'll add to that is have a look at their credentials. Yeah. You know, are they a celebrity or an influencer mm. who is, you know, posting things because they're paid to do so? Yeah, they're sponsored. Again, going back to their intention or their motive behind it. Mm. Are they a health practitioner that, that is sort of marketing and selling their service? Mm. Um, and what is that service? Mm. Are they, um, yeah, a qualified health practitioner or are they a local, everyday kind of person just sharing their bias or their experience? Yeah. Or, their piece of information that worked for them. Absolutely. And then being able to discern what is fact and what is fad and mm. what is just someone's experience, I think is important too. Absolutely. On that fact and what is fad, um, facts, uh, when it comes to health advice, can be very subjective yep. as well because 
very often in health, there is no one right way to do something. Yeah. Um, and I think I'd like to segue here into identifying uh, some posts which don't necessarily put up like a, a red flag for me, mm. but more of an amber flag. It's like, okay, what's going on here is posts. And this is more related to exercise yep. uh, and fitness kind of things. Uh, that when people post things, uh, and it's a classic one of you see someone doing something and there's a big red cross in front of it and it says... Like a movement? They're performing yeah, exercise like a movement? movement yeah. Or using a piece of machinery. Um, sorry, mach- like a, a, a piece of machinery. <laughs> <laughs> Give us <laughs> an example. Let's make yeah, a really clear picture in people's like minds. Like people are doing a deadlift yeah. or something. So they might have a bar in front of them with some yeah. weights on the deadlift Yeah, bar. totally. Yeah. And, and then there's a person bent over it and there's a big cross over their back or their mm. legs or their upper body and it's saying, don't do this. And it's like, well, okay, why, why don't do this? Mm. And then they'll often say, doing this will cause you an injury, could be dangerous, could result in this, 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 very negative, very negative, very negative. Yeah. And then it'll be like, the next slide will be, green tick, do it like this, this is the correct way to do it. Mm. Um, what I would generally say to that as a movement optimist is that there was more than, there is always more than one way to do a movement. Yeah. Um, and every human is different. So just because one person lifts one way doesn't mean that everyone has to lift that way. Mm. We have lots and lots and lots of empirical data now that shows us that there is no one way, uh, one technique of lifting that prevents injury. Yep. And that something that is actually puts people at more risk of injury and lifting is changing someone's lifting uh, technique to a traditional Mm. lifting technique that they are not used to. Mm. So that is more dangerous than lifting in a weird position. Yeah. And it's definitely something that you see a lot of on Mm. social media. Mm. Um, The do's and the don'ts, I guess. Do this and you're going to injure yourself. Do it this way. You'll be able to lift heavier. Um, And that, I guess, is enticive. Is that a word? Yeah, enticing. Enticing. Wow, that sounded really weird when it came out of my mouth. Um, Information or kind of clickbait stuff, right? That people will look at and go, oh, I need to do that Mm. to be better in the gym and to put on more muscle. Um, And that's the kind of filter we want people to look at. And and then also the thing I think a lot of people take away from it, and this is where a lot of people present to me, uh, where they've been looking at this stuff for a while, is they become afraid of injuring themselves because these posts have taken away movement options for them. Mm. So they've gone, well, I'm only allowed to lift this thing in this one specific position because all these social media posts put a big red cross on me bending my back or uh, lifting with straight legs or, yeah. I don't know, squatting with my knees, touching, all these kind of things. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm not allowed to do any of those things and I'm worried about hurting myself. Yeah. So I've come to you because... Uh, I'm really worried. Yep. And now my back started hurting and it must have been because I did one of those things and and I can't move. Yeah. And now they're robots. Yeah. They're really allowed to move in one way. Yeah, well then we create this like fear cycle, fear exactly. pain cycle as yeah. well, right? And that comes back to some of that research mm. we quoted at the beginning around how our mental mindset mm. can really influence our health promoting mm. behaviors. So mm. if we're really fearful of then moving because we think we're doing it wrong mm. in inverted commas mm. or we think our technique is poor, mm. then of course we're mm. going to we're going to um participate in those activities less. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the reason you see so many of these posts on social media is because they get attention. Mm. They engage audiences. And one of the things that increases someone's social media presence mm. and therefore social media marketing ability, marketing ability, is just getting engagement on posts. Yeah. So whether that is positive or negative engagement on posts, a lot of these pages don't care. Yeah. Because if you go on there, this is this is bull crap, blah, 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 I don't agree with this, and then someone else piggybacks off that and goes, no, it is correct. This is the only right way. And then someone else goes, no, but they're full of crap. Blah, blah, blah. Guess what? You are generating more interest on this post. Just boosts engagement. Boosts yeah. engagement, comes up on more feeds, more people see it. Yeah. The best thing you can do to a post that you don't agree with is ignore it. Scroll past. Scroll past it. Yeah. Scroll right past it. Yeah. If it's like a recommended one, press the three little dots and say, not relevant to me. Yeah. And then that will change the algorithm to say, okay, we'll stop sending these posts towards Sarah or Archie or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a really good little point and kind of not necessarily segues, but to mm-hmm. piggyback off that, um, I think when you, yeah, when you find people or when you, you know, and people change as well. So you mm-hmm. might have, you might be following accounts that were really beneficial for something, uh, for one thing, and then they start to change in their experience and their expertise or in their way of Uh, producing content that then doesn't resonate with you Mm. super important to go through your followers or if you see people in your feed that you're like Mm. that stuff does not resonate with me anymore Mm. or i start to disagree with some of this stuff Mm. unfollow them yeah you know Mm. there's no harm in doing that yeah i think the accessibility we have to information on social media can be such a positive Mm. if we harness it correctly so like Mm. you're saying you know if it's recommended, clicking not relevant, mm. stop engaging with posts that you disagree with mm. and start engaging with the posts that you do agree with and mm. you think are really positive mm. so that their engagement starts to be boosted. Yeah. And unfollow mm. <clears throat> accounts that aren't serving you anymore. Mm. Mm. So I have one <clears throat> caveat to this, uh, which is about being open to finding good health advice is that because there's so many billions of accounts on social media, Mm. you will be able to find multiple people and pages that fit right into your bias of what you think your health should be. Yeah. So if you have this belief that you need to do, uh, say, you know, smoking is good for you for some reason, you will be able to find a page on Instagram that is like saying smoking is good for you because anyone can make social media accounts. Yeah. So one more thing to be wary of is only looking at posts that fit your bias. Mm. So, because I think that's interesting because I think people can also very much go down that road where they then only see things that they agree with and so they're just kind of reaffirming what they believe. Mm. But have they checked that this is actually good advice? Yeah. So now I want to talk about how do you check if stuff is good advice? Mm-hmm. If you've already gone through those steps of looking at the account, uh, vetting the person, if they've got a website, go on the website, having a read, looking at their credentials, seeing what else they post. Now you should really go about talking to someone else about it. Mm. Send it to a friend or you know, most people have a friend who is got some education in health or in whatever area that is. Just send it to them and go, hey, what do you think about this? Send it to one of us. Yeah. You know, I 
have people send me posts and stuff. We talk about it at work all the time when we see posts that we either agree or don't agree with. Yeah. And I encourage our team to bring up posts and stuff that don't fit their bias and don't fit what they do yeah. and talk about it because that's really important. Um, there's this thing called the backfire effect and that's basically when you uh, get confronted with a bit of information that uh, does not sit with you well instead of going, oh, that's interesting. Let me learn more about it and see how that fits in and see if I can come to a new perspective here. Mm. People double down on the opinion that they already have, even if there is evidence that it may not be uh, a good opinion Mm. and they'll go, no, my opinion is right. And they go the other way Yeah. where they, they back, it backfires having new information shown to them and they go, no, no way. My way is doubly right. I'm the best. And so then you have to be careful with how you actually mm. uh, show people new yeah. uh, advice, yeah. new evidence. I think definitely talk about it. Mm. Um, send it to us, like you said, or talk to your healthcare practitioners. Yeah. You know, you might have an EP, you might have a chiro, a naturopath, mm. a physio, mm. an acupuncturist, a dietitian, a general practitioner, mm. anyone yeah. that you may be in contact with or mm. you may know, you mm. know, share it with them. And we were talking before and you had a good point, Arch, and said that, you know, before you're implementing any new, um, like, health practice or mm. exercise plan that you're unsure of what mm. you want more guidance on, then talk to someone. Mm. Um, because that's a really great way to start to differentiate between what is true and yeah. what might not be from yeah. social media as well, yeah. or from any sort of source. Yeah, there are heaps of social media pages that I really, really like, and mm. I do recommend people to follow. Do you want um, to share a few? Uh, yeah. I will in a second once yep. I find them. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we can always pop it into the show notes yeah. if you just want to grab the names and we can... That yeah. might be a good idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ask. Social media can be a really good source of information mm. once you've vetted a source. Yeah. So if you're interested in a page and you think the information might be useful, ask someone yeah. you trust who may have some or who do, does have knowledge in that area um, who should be up to date with what is uh, evidenced mm-hmm. and what is like good, positive, helpful yeah. advice. Um, and if they go, wow, yeah, great page, nice, good find. Um, great, cool. Yeah. Now you've got yourself a good source that you don't have to pay for, Yeah. which is really, really good. Yeah. Um, on the other side, they may go, uh, I'd be careful with this one. I don't know if much of this is evidence-based or much of this is actually going to be useful information for you. Yeah. Generally... I would probably take that person's advice on board if mm. they are telling you that. They're probably, you know, someone you trust, they're probably doing it for a reason. Yeah. Um, so maybe take that on board. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I guess that's the key thing, right, is take it all on board, mm. put your own filter through it, share it with someone that you trust, get them to put their filter through it. <laughs> put put it through your filter? Is that what you mean? Is that what I said? What did no, I say? you said put your filter through it. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean. Um... <laughs> And then, yeah, mm. go from there. I think that's a really good start and a really good sort of couple of key points that people can start to look at advice and information a little bit differently. Yeah, a couple of keys. Yeah, and not not taking everything as gospel mm. and not also getting defensive about everything that, mm. you know, maybe is new information for you too. Totally. I get confronted with new evidence um, quite often on social media and... I try, I'm a human, but as much as possible, I try to uh, be open to it. Mm. Uh, 
ask people I trust who I know, you know, say people in my team or other EPs or other you know, health practitioners I know, if they've seen it and what they think about it, have a discussion about it mm. and then go, oh, okay, maybe this is the new, like, most evidence-based mm. way to do it. Um, but, you know, what's interesting is, like, it often takes 15 years before the new evidence actually gets transitioned into practice. Mm. Um, so we're normally behind. Yeah. So if you are seeing new research um, that looks like good research on social media, uh, it's likely that a lot of people will not be aware of it mm. and will not be practicing it already because it takes a while for new research to actually get used. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and I think being mindful too or one of the other things that's quite common on social media and I, I get asked this a lot um, is there's a lot of extremists, I guess. Definitely. On Instagram. Because so, extremists or get media, engagement. I yeah, I shouldn't say Instagram. I shouldn't... It's you know, I'm just using that as an example of a yeah. social media platform. I think we're dinosaurs. I think it's all TikTok. It's all TikTok. Now. It is. I'm too old for this shit. It is. Um, I think, yeah, there's plenty of people out there that believe in one hard and fast rule. Mm. Um, things like, the, and this is just because it's been in conversation in the practice at the moment. And so it's coming up on my feed, mm. but it's things like the carnivore diet, <laughs> you know? So whilst I know we're talking about exercise a lot tonight, it's just an example for you to use. It's quite an extreme diet. Well, it's a very extreme diet. Mm. And there is some research out there that says it's beneficial in certain aspects for mm. certain things and certain moments in time. Mm. But there, then you have you might have practitioners or influencers or people out there that are recommending it to every single person yeah. for every single day yeah. for the rest of their lives. Mm. And that's, I think, harmful information. Totally. Because whilst the evidence might support it in cer certain circumstances, mm. no one thing fits everyone. No. And when you look at the spectrum of people and when I look at the spectrum of the clients, I see, I see everyone from brand new born, newborn babies, pregnant mothers mm. to mothers and fathers and young families to mm. athletes, young women, mm. you know, I see to, to up to your 90 year old, yeah. you know, great grandma. I see a really broad spectrum of people and there is absolutely no way that I would be prescribing one set diet or one set exercise no. program to all of those people. Hey, so being really mindful of that too, that something that you might see might be applicable to and there might be research to back it so it's evidence-based mm. but it's not necessarily applicable mm. to you in your current state yeah and i guess the the hard thing is evidence can be sponsored as well yeah so well, that's <laughs> and the this goes thing. into a, large a whole thing, new topic but this is probably one where you should get like uh matt sakala back on because <laughs> he's done research and uh evidence and this kind of stuff yeah. much and much more recently than I have and he would be able to explain it in much more detail yeah um but that's yeah that's a little and to be honest harder. it's not your your average day person and even myself in my average everyday life <laughs> I do not want to sift through hundreds of articles and papers and yeah. you know evidence-based research journal articles from such and such and Harvard and whatever just to get one piece of advice. I don't want to do that. What a waste of my time. So yeah. I'm not going to do that with every single thing that I choose to do. I prefer to have smart people on Instagram. Make it look pretty. Make it look pretty <laughs> and summarize it for me on nice tiles yeah, that I can read. Exactly give, right. Give, give me the main points. Exactly. And the implications. That's much nicer. Exactly right. And I think whilst social media has its pros and cons, I liked what you said before when you were an exercise optimist. Is that how you described yourself? A movement optimist. A movement optimist. I love that. Um, and 
I like the idea of using social media as a platform for good. Yeah. You know, I think it gets a bad rap for certain things, but I think we really can harness it to work for ourselves, mm. which is exciting. And I think it's a fun thing that we can do. And as a health practitioner, you know, as it was a social media presence and page mm. myself, the content that I deliver, I want that to be really beneficial to my clients mm. and to my, my community and mm. um, followers on mm. my page. So I, yeah, like I want to provide some good stuff. I want to provide some lighthearted content, but also mm. some evidence-based stuff mm. that people can start implementing. Mm. But of course, we're all mindful that what we are producing and what we are sharing is a bias of our own and the mm. way we practice and the way we do things as well. And, and that's what you hear in the disclaimer at the end of this podcast, but it's what you should be putting through your head every time uh, you read a post with health advice on it is that the advice is not individual mm. and if you do have a specific need you should be asking a trusted health practitioner yeah all right well i guess is there anything else you want to discuss arch you want to talk about anything else you want to only my three little things all right well <laughs> we didn't discuss this so who knows what you're going to talk about in terms of your three little things but go on <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to give me a little bit more of a runway. No, that's fine. Are we going to do them together? No, yeah. Oh, okay, how about I'll do two okay. and you do one. But I'll, I'll start with one. Okay. Then you do one. Okay. And then I'll do one. Yeah, sure. So I'll make two plus one. Okay. Equals three. three little things. All right. The, the first little thing is uh, trying to work out the motives mm. or understanding what people's motives are for social media and having a focus on working that mm. out. Yep. I like it. Mine is going to be, so the little thing number two is going to be working out how to harness your social media for the most positive or influential um, result for you, like the most impactful in a positive way um, Mm. for you. Mm. Uh, And the last one that I will say is put posts through your filter but also use your trusted friends and advisories. Oh. So health professionals that you know, and put it through their filter as well before you necessarily take uh, posts as gospel yeah. or advice as gospel. Yeah. I think that pretty well sums up what we've talked about tonight. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to leave our listeners with? No, just give me more views on my Instagram reel. Um, <laughs> Come over to the Movement Optimus, um, Optimus page. Watch me do some jumps. Watch me move in weird ways. And maybe this will be the final time that you'll hear Archie speak. <gasps> no. <laughs> well, we'll leave it up to the listeners, hey? Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. You cannot I'm, get rid of me. I'm kidding. We'll find more ways to bring you back, I'm sure. I'm the easiest guest. You are. But on that, if um, if anybody has any burning topics or questions that they want answered please let me know. You can let me know via our Instagram or which is at the three little things dot pod. Or if you know me personally or see me in practice or, or know Archie or see him in practice, then let us know. Um, if I can't answer them or if it's not in Archie's repertoire, we will definitely find a guest to come on and share that information with you so that we can, you know, make sure we're giving you guys the best possible access to the best possible information here on the podcast. Um, like I said, Lily is out of action for a couple of weeks, so I'm going to be doing some solo episodes. So it's the perfect time for me to run through some interesting topics that people might um, want to know more about. She's out of action, but she's alive. Don't worry. Yeah, I said that at the beginning. She's, she's on holiday. She's, she's traveling. traveling. She's having a fabulous time. 
Um, and she <laughs> will be back later in the year. Yeah. And we have um, quite a few cool episodes already up our sleeves to be recording when she gets back. Oh, my goodness. Which is cool. Um, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into some neurology and some neuroscience, oh. which is really great. And, um, yeah, Lily's got some really cool ideas up her sleeve. So she will be back. But in the meantime, you've got me and myself and any other guests that I can rope into coming on board, which is exciting. For the next episode, I'm going to give you a bit of a sneak peek. Oh. We have a wonderful guest coming on, Joe. Is it me? No, it's not you. Oh. But it is, you know Joe. I know Joe. And we're going to be talking about chronic fatigue. Wow. Which cool. is a huge one. Mm. Um, and I'm very excited about it. So that will be our next episode. But yeah, let me know if you've got any topics you want to hear from or about. But in the meantime, we are on Instagram at the three little Archie is on Instagram as Archie.richards.ep. And I, I also that. have a podcast called The Honest EP Podcast. Which is very fun. They have a lot of fun on there. And I am personally on Instagram at Sarah Laws underscore Cairo if you want to check out my content, which is going to be up and running very soon with some cool stuff that I've got on my sleeve. How big are your sleeves? And how big are Lily's sleeves? Large. You guys have got very, very long sleeves. We do. Your arms must be so long. Yeah. I'm going to carry you around. So. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks Bye. for listening. And welcome back to a, another season of the Three Little Things podcast. A quick disclaimer. These episodes are not intended to replace help, treatment, or advice from your healthcare professionals. The information in today's podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not designed to diagnose or treat any conditions. This is just a friendly reminder that we do not know you or your child or those around you and therefore do not know your specific needs. Please seek guidance from your healthcare professionals surrounding your concerns.